Welcome to Thomas Anonymous, a memoir with Tommy Natoli. That's me. Each episode reveals a chapter from my life growing up a gay boy in a straight man's world. From having to play Little League to getting blown at rest stops, I cover it all. So buckle up, it's going to be a truthful, sparkly ride. Today I have sweated out for you Chapter 3, Butch Balls. It was around third grade that I was forced into playing basketball in order to make sure I didn't turn out gay. Spoiler alert, it didn't work. The Junior Basketball Association, or JBA, was what you could find happening at every school gym on the weekends in my shitty hometown of Wareham, Mass. Or as the locals call it, Wareham. The teams were named after ones from the NBA, and everyone got cheap, colored t-shirts with a number on the front and a name on the back. The name on the back was not your own name, but instead a local small business that had shelled out some sponsor cash, like the Lobster Pot or Wareham Taxi Cab. The lettering on these shirts felt like someone just ironed some duct tape on a t-shirt and called it a day. I had no interest in playing basketball, but suddenly one day I was signed up to play and we were on our way to practice. Mom and Fat Matt were always concerned with my feminists. They really sucked at talking quietly and I heard at least 85% of what was supposed to be private conversations. They had many brainstorm sessions about what could make me less of a wuss. Why does he act like that, Christine? God, he's worse than a girl. And that voice, God, it's so girly. And Fat Matt wasn't the only one with this attitude. His sentiments were something I observed in most adult men in real life and on TV. Butch realness was what they wanted, and I was never serving it up the way it was expected of me. Whatever. At least people can't rhyme my name with fat, so take that, Fat Matt. It never really helped that both of my sisters were natural athletes and excelled in their sports. Michelle was always good at basketball, and she always made the special have-to-audition traveling team, or whatever it was. Berta was a star softball player, and it was impossible to count the amount of trophies and newspaper clippings about her. They would be outside throwing the ball around, meanwhile I would be inside baking a cake or carpet figure skating. I was beyond not interested in sports. I was too busy hanging out in my bedroom, starting and stopping the mixtape cassette I'd recorded so that I could write down all the lyrics to Janet Jackson's not-so-great early 90s ballads. My first team that I was on in JBA was the Lakers, and we had purple shirts. Take that, Mom. Is this gay color making me look like a real man? Our coach was named Daryl, and he was a 30-something black guy, married and semi-hot. His wife was the assistant coach, and she was totally pregnant, which made us all think about them doing it. At that age, I was still putting all the sex puzzle pieces together, and I still had many missing pieces. I knew that babies were made when a man and a woman kissed, embraced passionately, and then the scene fades to black. All the details were totally unknown to me. I used to just imagine my coach and his wife making out on their couch furiously, or something really X-rated like them lying on top of each other fully clothed and humping. Third graders really are idiots. My time in basketball, I learned all about running drills and ways to bounce the ball, pass the ball, blah, 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 butch the ball, blah. I didn't mind having to watch basketball on TV, but I sure as fuck hated being a participant. 
boys take games and sports personally. Way too personally. Deeply personal. Their egos are in the driver's seat, and they need to get the most points and be the winners no matter what the sport. I really hated that aspect of that environment of, of boys and rah, rah, us. The energy of a group of guys trying to win something is painful to be around slash see slash have to deal with in any way. I was never as emotionally invested as they were. In fact, I could really give a shit less what happened. If I didn't catch the ball or if I passed it to the wrong person, they would lose their shit. Like as if I just sold their mom into a prostitution ring. Relax, you guys. This is just a stupid game all our parents paid money for us to be in. So shut up and take your duct tape iron shirt home. Boys acting like morons is something that only gets worse and more intense as you grow up. So buckle up, young gay kids. Basketball practice would give me so much anxiety, it ate away at me the entire ride there. The torture of practice was that they used the old school shirts versus skins, and the team would split up into two groups to play a game. One team would have shirts on, the other team would be topless. I hated to be on skins. It felt like such an injustice and so forced and strangely sexual. Or maybe that part was just me. I know, it's boys, so it's normal and fine and legit to be topless in public. But why couldn't they ask for skin volunteers? And why were we forced to be half naked if we didn't want to be? This kind of situation was a nightmare to me. I mean, I hated taking off my shirt in public. It was at this age I started to grow what some call integrity. I don't remember exactly if I said anything to Coach Daryl or if I just made up my own rules. Basically, if I got picked for skins, I would not take off my shirt, but instead roll the front of it up about halfway. The first time I did this, I was wearing an orange sweatshirt, and I looked great. Hey guys, look at me! I just turned my orange sweatshirt into a half orange sweatshirt! But it, inevitably, it led to people forgetting my name and simply calling me Orange Sweatshirt. Wearing a heavy, oversized sweatshirt during a long, hot, sweaty practice. Wow, I really showed them, didn't I? As you can imagine, if the practices gave me anxiety, the actual games themselves gave me the stress shits. The stress of being in a basketball game had nothing to do with the crowd or the audience. For me, it was all about that stupid ball and the idea of it being near me and having to deal with it. I would avoid the ball at all costs. Insert joke about balls here. And if I ever had the misfortune of getting the ball during a game, I would abort it from my existence ASAP. Even if that meant giving it to the other team, I didn't care. Get this thing away from me! Me sucking at basketball led to many times at home being told to go outside and practice. All. The. Time. I didn't protest too much because at the time, in a way, I wanted to get better, if only because I wanted to show and prove to everyone that I was a boy and I could do boy things and that I was just normal. I always felt weird and different, but I was in denial about that for a long time. I would convince myself, I would tell myself, I was like, no, 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 that's not me. I'm a normal all-American guy. It just hasn't kicked in yet. This weird, girly version of me is just like a bad rash. It'll go away, I promise. That was my denial-laced rationalization. I could sense how frustrated and disappointed my mom was at my girliness. She would make Fat Matt practice basketball with me in the driveway, which always felt like 16 hours. Aim for the backboard! Hustle, hustle! Jesus, Tommy, come on! Ugh, somebody kill me, please. No, wait, scratch that. Somebody killed the jackass my mom married. If I had a time machine and could go back and change anything, it would be to just embrace myself and not spend years and years of my youth trying to be this cookie-cutter version of myself that isn't who I am at all. My team, the Lakers, made it to the championship game that year, and despite being the underdog of the season, we won! It was awesome, especially since I did absolutely nothing to contribute. But I still got a gold and purple trophy, and there was a pizza party. Fuck yeah! The only thing that kept me in JBA for three years were the pizza parties at the end. I'm easily pleased. 
I did eventually quit at the end of fifth grade despite my love for free pizza. Everyone was hitting puberty and I was over it. I mean, my attempts at playing were non-existent at that point. Like, I decided to stop running in general and I would just walk back and forth on the court during games. If the ball came my way, the only movement I would make was like a slight lean to the side so the ball would just whiz right by me. When Coach Darrell would tell me I was coming off the bench and that I was going in, I would tell him, no, and just keep sitting there. Integrity being born, people. My stupid mom tried the worst possible thing to get me on track with being a boy's boy. She playdate ambushed me. Jose and Billy were two bratty kids in my grade that also played basketball. They were as butch as fifth graders can be, and also super annoying, and I hated their guts. It wasn't personal, though, really. I kind of hated all boys that were better at being a boy than I was. People liked Jose and Billy because they were cute, and they did all the right butch boy stuff. People liked me because I was funny, and I would kill every day in class with fresh hot comedy material. A.K.A. me interrupting the teacher with useless babble that made kids laugh. Me! 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 I hated that I had to work hard to be accepted via laughter, and they got to just waltz in a room and be adored. Somehow, my mom arranged an afternoon for Jose and Billy to come over to our house and help me with my b-ball skills. What? I was ambushed because I was told that day, last minute, they're coming over right now. Are you kidding me? Not to mention, fuck you, mom. I don't care about basketball. Jesus H. Christ, get over it already. It was pure, raw embarrassment to have Jose, Billy, and all their amazing basketball skills in my driveway with me. You could tell they thought the whole premise of having to be there was funny. Isn't it funny how we have to teach this gay boy how to dribble? <laughs> they were cute, and I knew they were cute, and that probably definitely contributed to the whole hating them thing. They were the hot all-American boy that I wanted to be, and even back then as hormones were just starting to pump, I knew I wanted to fuck the shit out of them. They were cocky, arrogant, and along with hating them, I was halfway in love with them. You could tell my mother had somehow begged or bribed them to be there. They clearly didn't want to be there. They were rolling their eyes, repeating inside jokes to each other. I don't blame them. Hell, I didn't want to be there either. The worst part was the surprise element, because I didn't have a week to plan and make my bedroom look cool. It was an after-school surprise, so my bedroom with my baby blanket, Kermit poster, and my Free Willy soundtrack left me totally exposed. Hashtag embarrassed. On the bright side, though, several times that afternoon, Jose had his ass pushed up against my crotch, showing me how to keep somebody away from the ball. Yeah, okay, I never get the ball during a game. Where the hell have you guys been? <laughs> Whatever, Jose. Just keep backing that ass up. Boys are so dumb. You did it! Yay! Make sure to follow me on Instagram at the Tommy Natoli. And you can also follow the show on Instagram at Thomas Anonymous Pod. Leave us a review on iTunes or just take a screenshot of some nice words you wrote and put it on the socials. What do I care? Express yourself. Thanks for listening. Okay, bye. Yeah.